This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, now in our sixth season looking into the exciting happenings at Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Mikey Pensy-Smith and while Ipswich may be suffering from a bit of an injury crisis, we're still at full strength on Blue Monday. So I'm joined by David Diamond and Joe Fares. How are you both? All right, mate. Yeah, good. Thanks. Pretty good. Yep, good. Enjoying yeah, the... I don't think I'd, I've got a bit of a dodgy knee still, so I don't think I'd make the bench, unfortunately. But other than that, I'm all right. But on your day, though, Dave, <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, two-footed. Two anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll begin with the news, and this is quite exciting stuff, um, because today was the second round draw of the Carabao Cup, which is unfamiliar territory for us, really. Um, and we've drawn Premier League outfit Fulham, um, and the match will take place next week, Tuesday or Wednesday night at Portman Road. Um Joe, a decent test for Ipswich this one, early on. Yeah, I assume the Premier League season starts the same week as ours, so it will be an early game for them. No doubt 11 changes in in for them being a Premier League side. So definitely a test for us, but nice to actually see it. But I suppose it depends how we treat the game as well, because I I know obviously yesterday it was as close to full strength side out of what's available, but I'd imagine that might change in the the future rounds. Hmm. And going going back a few days to Thursday, uh, Town revealed that they're looking to hold a test event at either the League One match against Rochdale on the 26th or the EFL Trophy game against Gillingham uh, on Tuesday the 6th. Mm. Dave, you've been going to Portman Road for many a year. <laughs> yeah. How interested in you? How interested are you in going to these test events and games with restrictions and? things like that how how do you feel about it i don't know it's a tough one isn't it i mean i i think i'd just like to perhaps just go down and sample it just to see 
what it's like. Basically, it's just going to be so far out of the norm, isn't it? Mm. So just for, I think from that, almost from a curiosity point of view. But now, if it's going to be you know long term, then yeah, I, I just don't know. But I think yeah, and probably Joe's the same. I just like to go and well, maybe not where Joe. Where Joe sits, but you know, I mean, you know, I just like to go and, and sample it just to see what the hell it's going to be like. Really strange. So I think both for me and Dave being relatively local, it's not well being very local, it's not a big issue. But yeah. I would I wouldn't fancy coming from London, sitting on a train for an hour and a half with a mask on, getting off, having someone point a temperature gun at my head and then tell me <laughs> I've got to go home. And <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> That, that yeah. could happen, and, and there's people that yeah. make – a lot of our listeners make big 100-mile-plus round trips mm. every game, and I just can't see the enjoyment of heading there at the moment. No. But especially, I'll be going Especially as, as there's a way of watching it at the moment. I know there, there was always a way around it, but it hasn't really been readily available watching the Saturday 3 o'clock games, has it? So, no. no. Um, like I said, I'm – Perhaps go go to one, maybe what I perceive would be perhaps one of the quieter games, maybe the EFL Trophy or something like that. But it's going to be very, very strange, very strange. Okay, on on Friday, the man with media fatigue managed to energise himself. That's Paul Lambert, of course. He spoke to the media and made a few interesting statements, um, as he always seems to do. Probably the standout from Lambert was him revealing that. If you're in the shirt and you play well, it's yours to lose. What did he make of these comments, Joe? And is he, in a way, creating a rod for his own back by revealing his hand to the fans like this? Um, it's difficult because we've all been massively frustrated with his change of style of play, change of the teams, the over-rotation. And it sounded, he also said about Marcus Evans having spoken to the players. And I think there's a, a message from Evans that rotation is out the window. We're not doing it this year. Players need to play and we want to, we want to get a style of playing. It's not good that uh, the owners had to reel the manager in and tell him this, but it's what we all want. So hope, hopefully he can get it to work and we'll do that. But it's, I know it's, it's a strange one because we heard all last season there could be 60 games, the players need to rotate and this, we've got to keep him all fit, you've got to be fair, where now we've got exactly the same amount of games in a much shorter period of time. I think we've lost about four or five weeks of the season and now we're saying, oh no, you don't need to rotate anymore. All that stuff we said last year is no longer true. <laughs> but like I say, as, as fans, I think like I say, you, you can't have it both ways. You say what you want the manager to do when he comes out and says it, you just got to trust that he believes that it's the right thing to do and that he will actually do it Mm. and Dave he also alluded to the fact that he isn't feeling any pressure (laughs) he um where the Paul Lambert bingo cards out he mentioned that he'd played at Dortmund um (laughs) once again um so he says he isn't feeling any pressure or moreover yeah do I look like I'm under pressure Dave in your opinion should he be feeling like he's under pressure yeah, I think he should. Um, I think time will obviously tell. I mean, looking at our fixtures, I think, uh, you know, looking at the first month, certainly of league fixtures, they've fallen pretty kindly for us. So I think, um, yeah, the real pressure could well kick in in perhaps three, two or three weeks' time if we don't get off to a good start, which on paper we really should. So um, if he's not feeling it now, I think he'll certainly be feeling it. But hey, look, a good start and you know, off you know, pressure pressure does pressure does eat slightly. I mean, you know, mm. 
even after the result yesterday. You know, you will <laughs> fans are fickle. You know, you start to see the comments on social media after the results yesterday, and suddenly it's sort of t- completely almost a 180 from the one nil disappointing one nil defeat at Cambridge last weekend to to the spoiler alert quite comfortable victory yesterday. So. Yeah, of course, of course, it's pressure. I mean, he's just talking it down, isn't he? But um, yeah, let's let's see after after a f- the first few games. Mm. Yeah, he he just seems just seems extra prickly at the moment, doesn't he? <laughs> um, so someone else who might be feeling a little bit under pressure, Joe, is Flynn Downs, um, who it appears requested not to play against Bristol Rovers on Saturday. Where do you stand on? on this i know i think i can speak for all of us when i say that if the right offer comes in we'll be really happy for flynn downs getting that move and we really understand why he wants to leave ipswich ahead of this salary cap and why he wants to go and better himself and play at a bigger club and also for goodness sake earn loads and loads of money <laughs> yeah, there is joe that. where do you stand on the not playing though um, I, I, th- I think it's a difficult one because we don't we don't know the full extent of the conversations which have gone on behind the scenes. We d- we don't know exactly why he's come to this decision. Has he been pressured into it? Has he been told if he wants to leave, he needs to put a formal request in? How it's got to this position? So I'd be I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. Yesterday was in effect glorified pre-season friendly, wasn't it? Like the amount of players that didn't play yesterday who had knocks, where if it was a league game how many of those would have actually started I'd guess I'd guess at least would have at least tried to put a striker ahead of Drynan if that was the if that was a league game yesterday would have at least tried to start Hawkins and maybe sort of have him and Norwood manage the game so personally well I'll, I'll sort of make my opinion more strongly after next Sunday's game after the Wigan game and where he is on that because it seems as though like Phil's reported at TWTD that the bids from Palace are 1.2 and 1.6 million well they're way off, aren't they? To to me, it, it seems as though we value down to one of our crown jewels, one of the best young players outside, well, outside the top tier, not just the top two tiers. And they see him as a potential punt that they can sign for a cheap deal, send him on loan to the championship, see if he's see if he's worth giving a go in the premiership, and if not, selling him on. So it seems like the way the way they're bidding for him, it seems as though they're they they don't see him as part of any long term project. They see him as a as a project themselves, which which may or may not work. So and, maybe that explains why there's such a big disparity in the valuation. And as a as a Premier team, they can afford that punt, can't they? They can mm. afford a punt on a player like that. What do you mm. Joe? What do you think it will take? How much do you think it will take? Say Palace suddenly came in at two and a half. I mean, it's a bit of a jump. They probably wouldn't, but say two. Someone comes in at two and a half. Well, the the figure that was bandied about. Was four, so wasn't it? Was, was eight, I think, originally. Eight. Is that what we wanted? But realistically, four plus add-ons is, is going to be enough. And if four plus add-ons is enough, three and a half plus add-ons might be enough. So yeah. I think yeah. it, once once that figure gets over three million, I think it's going to be very difficult to, yeah. to turn down. But at 1.6, like when you can't go and spend that money, it's not even it's not even worth almost responding to it is it mm. absolutely and dave do you think that this might get held against downs do you think it will damage I, his, I his image I, at think the club? Joe, I mean joe's just covered that really i hope not i mean i think different if i think again joe's right different if it was a league game so different if it's like next you know prior to next you know next weekend but no i mean it was a glorified 
all intents and purposes a glorified friendly okay competitive but glorified friendly yesterday so no I, I i would hope not you know i think people can see that yeah the, the important thing with the salary cap coming the, the kid just wants to you know he's, he's not 17 he's 20 was he 21 22 you know the kid wants to to better himself and fair play if he's going to the prem yeah 100 percent. and uh, the rest of the news brings us into saturday's game because that was of course the the long injury list so i'll just name a few players here and if i forget anyone do shout out so Vincent Young, Danassien, Wilson, Kenlock, Skews, although we think that was a last-minute thing, Jackson and Norwood were all missing, Joe. Um, but Lambert did at least name the strongest sign-up that he could, didn't he? Yeah, yeah it was a... It looks a little bit of a makeshift lineup, but probably just for two factors, one of which is Luke Chambers at right-back and the other was Aaron Drynan up front. But mm. when, when you look at the rest of the positions, you've got Enciala, Wolfenden at the centre-backs... Stephen Ward at left back. Well, between the four defenders that started yesterday, you'd expect three of those to start on the first day. With Vincent Young, the midfield was Andre Dazelle sitting with Teddy Bishop and John Nolan in front of him. Again, they're all first team players. And then up front was Aaron Drynan, which was a player you wouldn't expect to see, but has had a decent enough pre season and has earned that opportunity. And then Freddie Sears on one side and Alan Judge on the other. So it, it was a strong side, and I think it was about as strong as we could do with the restrictions and the risk, the lack of risk we wanted to take on certain players. Yeah, and it probably says quite a bit about the size of our squad that we could be missing that many first-team players but still put out a, a, a pretty recognisable first eleven. Uh, and Dave, just before we go into the action, seeing Luke Chambers at right back, Teddy Bishop in the middle, and Freddie Sears up front. That's a throwback. Is it memories it? of 2015 for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a right throwback. Yeah, yeah, it really was. <laughs> yeah, never thought, I'd, never thought I'd ever see that again. No. Yeah. And it could have been Cole Skews in the middle as well. Yeah, it could, Paul yeah. Was just out, almost unheard of, isn't it? I know, I know. Bizarre, bizarre. Yeah. Uh, I, I won't go through the Bristol Rovers team, but they played three at the back three at the back and three four two one and I read that they didn't have a, a recognised strike. I think strike. you should at least name the goalkeeper. <laughs> go, go on tape. I haven't got it written down so well, Joe is it <laughs> like Vance Vance Sheperhoff wasn't it? <laughs> the Dutchman as he was known as. The Dutchman <laughs> The Dutchman in goal. Um ex Ipswich Academy player Ed Upson um was in the squad but didn't didn't start. And for once, Joe, it sounded like a decent start to the game and a really good first half an hour. Yeah, we really, like I said, the, like none of us saw the Cambridge game last week, but it sounded as though we'd sort of reverted to type. We had a big man up top and we were going long sort of there. And while that was a BBC Radio Cambridge commentary, it did seem to be backed up by what the journos that went, Andy Warren, Stuart Watson, what those guys were saying too. So, but we were... We were playing football out from the back, but we were also mixing it up and going more direct when we needed to. Not sort of just hopeful long balls, but looking for long passes. And then when we were getting the ball in the sort of final third or the the opposition half, we were we were playing football there. So it really did look like the players were making good decisions on when to play, when not to play. We kept the ball, and it was. I'd say it really looked like a team, like a championship team playing against League Two opposition, where we were just moving them round, sort of knocking them off their spots, keep keeping keeping it fresh, just creating space at, at will almost. And the fullbacks were like Luke Chambers and Stephen Ward, sort of both older players, but were 
sort of really high starting positions, playing playing up the pitch, and we just looked really really comfortable. And like I say, the players looked like they knew the system well. There was a lot of interchanging of positions, people dropping in and out. When one player went, everyone their position was covered up. It was it, it was good to watch, and sort of it just, it just worked well from there. Dazelle was getting on the ball and ticking things over, and I say it's exactly what we wanted to see. Absolutely, and 29 minutes in, Dave, we get a reward for the strong start. Yeah, I mean this is a <laughs> this is a really good pass from um, from Enciala in the um, in the right back position. For goodness' sake, I mean, it's a great ball, really good run, sort of by um, by Drynan off the defender's shoulder. Whether he sort of we start in position, sort of bends his run, stand, stays on side. And it, yeah, it's just a good pass, a good pace on on the on the initial Enciala pass, and he just doesn't really break stride. Really, just takes it in his stride, looks up, which is great, great awareness, and just that corridor of uncertainty rolls it across the six-yard box, and pretty much simple tap in for for Sears. Really, really good goal, very very good goal actually. Yeah, simple but direct and incisive, I'd say. Very good goal. Incisive, very nice. Incisive. Yeah, and I think that's what we lacked a lot of last year, yeah. where it was just. We kept the ball, but almost for keeping the ball's sake, rather than no one other than Wolfie, it seemed, was willing to sort of, actually, I'm going to try and pass the ball through the lines and cut out five players with one pass, which Toto did there. Yeah. Hmm. Toto just seems, I'm not going to get carried away, <laughs> but he just seems so much more confident and assured on the ball at the moment. Obviously, it is pre-season, so we'll see, we'll see how he is against strong opposition in the league. But he just... He, I I don't really remember seeing him playing out previously. Not not really. It, to to me, on the ball he was always okay. It was just his rashness in the challenge, which switches, is and he switches off. He, he switches like off. Bramble was guilty of that on occasions. I mean, great player that he was, colossal yeah. player. But Bramble yeah. could switch. But when could, yeah, could when Bramble off. made a mistake, it was oh, really horror. really bad, wouldn't it? And that's what people, yeah, it's very... a lot of people remember him for that. But he was actually a really classy centre back. Oh. Fantastic player, and he and he that, that carried on right throughout his career. I can recall oh, real big howlers at Newcastle, for instance, yeah. and probably at Sunderland as well. And maybe they've you know worked on Enciala during you know the little preseason they've had their work with him on that you know, and it's just a I think a concentration thing really, and mm. confidence as well because he did yeah, just of totally bereft of confidence of last season. Shot when he, yeah, yeah. Speaking of confidence, Joe, a lot of um, people on social media the last couple of weeks have been heavily critical of our captain, Luke Chambers. Um, it didn't seem like it affected him much. He was obviously playing in a different position and it was him that popped up with goal number two, wasn't it? Yep. And it was one of those ones because on the camera, the iFollow camera, which all of us would have watched, the run was so clear because it was almost dead in line and you, you just saw Chambers go and no one goes with him. And he, Brilliant header, good corner from Judge. You must see the run. Brilliant header, and you, and it was just so easy. And then you look back, and Toto has performed a sort of NFL blocking scheme on the um, opposite number to release his running back for a, for a clear a, run. But it was a good bit of defending there. But yeah, Chambers was impressive at right back, and and then but like I say, we we sh- we should expect that he's a guy that's played 150 games in the championship, or more than that, probably 200 games in the championship at right back. So. He should be able to cope against a League One team, but I think sometimes the amount of criticism has been so heavy against him from sort of, sort of certain areas of the fan base that you sort of forget he is a he was a stalwart Championship right back and he's a good player. Yeah, it was there was a ridiculous pass by Dazelle in the lead up to that goal, wasn't it? 
just sort of first time, uh, one of his classic first time round the corner for um, for Ward, I think. Quite a good yeah. save from the keeper, he sort of parried it out and that was deflected over, but yeah, ridiculous pass. But yeah, good header and good. He gave the old, um, I don't know who to, but he gave the old cup deer, cup deer salute, didn't he? Of course. I think he showed it again and it was him. It was his fingers in his ear. Yeah. That <laughs> oh, was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, he, yeah. I think he then put that on Instagram, like I said, sort of less noise, more love or something there along those go. lines. Yeah. So he has, so he has noticed it then, the, like the bad, the bad feelings towards him. And uh, I mean, what, what does that say about his mental strength <laughs> that he's, he's bounced back from a lot of that criticism? Bounce back with a really good, strong he's performance. Joe said he's experienced, is he? You mm. know, he's, he's experienced enough. Christ, how many league games has a man played? 500 plus? It Seven, must 700, I think it is. 700, well, there you go. You know, ridiculous. So he's experienced yeah. enough and he, he's probably experienced some of that in his younger days at Forest and, you know, rightly or wrongly, right the way, almost right the way through his time at, at Portman Road. So, yeah, fair, you know, more power to him. Yeah. My personal opinion on it is, is that everybody's perfectly within their rights to to say that chambers isn't isn't good enough anymore and possibly shouldn't be saying prob- possibly shouldn't be first choice center backs but i think he's earned the right not to get abused off the fans well, like i think i know i know a lot of it is just on social media and he might not see it but surely he's earned the right the the years that he's been playing for us and all of the off field stuff he's done and the the fantastic leadership skills Surely he he deserves not to be hung out to dry. I think Joe nailed it last week when he said, you know, someone's got to come and take the shirt off him. Yeah, I know at the mm. moment who okay, we've said NCR is show yeah, we we all agree Wolfenden's gonna play in that in that formation, but you know, someone's got to come and take that take that shirt off him, be it centre yeah. half or at the moment, be it. Yeah, is, is it, what it, shirt is it, Dave? Is it right, the number well, two shirt or is it the Well it's not it's not, because come on, when when Vincent Young's fit, goodness me, he's got to um he's a standout player in the whole squad for Christ's sake, mm. so he's got to play. But um Yeah, well I'd say Toto yeah. is I think Toto's 28, Chambers is 35 in a few weeks, he's seven years younger than him. It's, yeah. it's in ITFC fans' interests that Enciala does get the shirt Absolutely off him. Absolutely right. Yeah. Chambers isn't going to give that up easily, and Toto's yeah. going to really have to work his nuts off every week, every every day in training, every game to keep keep him out of the team if he does indeed get him out of the team in the first place. And if he, you know, if he does, I think you're right, Joe, if he does, then I'd. You know, I, I think even Chambers, being at you know the age and how experienced he is, and wants wants the club to do well, I think even he will he wouldn't have an issue with that. I don't think. Hmm. Let's move into the second half then, Dave. And um, sounded more of the same, pretty positive stuff. And uh, Drynan was again involved as we put the game to bed. Yeah, this again. This was an assist. Um, was Chambers? Well, it was, it was pretty much a carbon copy goal of the first one, almost um, of goal. Yeah, the first goal, which is Chambers from that right back, um, right back position, sort of. Um, uh, you know, a first time ball. Yeah, perhaps a bit more narrow, a bit more inside than the ball from Enciala. Um And was it Drynan or was it Bishop? Bishop. It was Bishop. Bishop, I think. Yeah, Bishop. Um, again, a very similar. Assist to Drynan, as you'd expect from Bishop, just gets his head up. And this is quite a clever finish from Sears because it's quite an acute angle. So Sears, you know, isn't as quite point blank as he was for the first goal. So it's quite a clever finish. He sort of almost lets the ball run across him on his left foot. And yeah, neat finish inside the keeper, sort of near post or underneath the keeper. Yeah, very, again, more incisive stuff. Straight ball in. Nice run by Bishop. Quality ball and good finish, really. Hmm. Joe, I, I wrongly mentioned that Drynan was involved in that goal, but can you sum up his full debut for Ipswich? It, 
seems crazy. He's been at the club for for so long, yeah. something like three or four years, isn't it? And um, finally got his chance in a competitive game, and he he did well, didn't he? Yeah, he did really well. Like I say, he'd been he's been out on loan at Sutton, over in Sweden, Scotland, back in the national league again. But he was like I say in in this role, this four three three, where the strikers playing up front on their own. That is a very difficult role for strikers to play on their own, and he 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 just made it look pretty easy to be honest, like pretty comfortable with it. He he got involved when he needed to. He came up, he held the ball up, he played with his back to goal, he brought others in when he needed to. He got round the back, and I think he's really rich. Should be really proud of the debut he's made at, at this level. And I say it's he's he's given the manager some questions to answer yeah. because we've got. We've got question marks over James Norwood, it seems, this season, over his levels of fitness, because he, he, as I say, he had an operation last year and doesn't seem to be able to get back fit. I, I personally think Caden Jackson's going to leave this, this window because I, 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 I just don't see that we can get, give him the contract that he's going to want, and I think, I think he'll end up going. And I don't think that he's really suited to the, to the sort of formation we're going to play anyway, unless he's going to play as a wide forward. And... I say if, if you've got Hawkins and Norwood going into it as your two main men for that central role and Drynan stays in there, he'll get games. And like I say, he's really he's really given the manager some he gave the manager some questions to answer in pre season and he's and he's carried that into the first game of the season. So yeah, really impressive. Yeah, he's physically I mean you need that in that role. He's physical, but he's quite mobile as well. He's, and it, and and as you said, a half decent touch. So yeah, he could be. Um, st- well, stats said it right the way through, didn't he? From day one, <laughs> yeah, trying to not. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing to do with his nationality, of course. Yeah. Um, I think that. Um, yeah, Joe's right. I think he's certainly given the manager um, a, a problem, perhaps. Yeah, a nice problem. Hmm. Another young Irishman who made his debut and will be hoping to give Lambert some problems as well is young Corian Darber, who's also been at the club for a long time and has also finally made his debut. I think, Joe, last week you said that you'd like to see him go out on loan. Um, do you still feel the same way with all the injuries that are mounting up? I think so. With um, we, we do still have four senior centre-halves, really, in Wolverhampton, Entiala, Chambers and Wilson. You sort of, it makes you think that he's just going to get very few games if he stays. And especially... Ollie Hawkins can cover at centre-backs by all accounts. Janoy Danashi can play there if need be. I'd, I'd rather see one of those be the fifth-choice centre-half and Indaba go and start somewhere week in, week out and get 30, 40 senior games under his belt this year. I think that'd be mm. in the best interest of everyone. Did he go anywhere last year, Jack? He went out to Hemel Hempstead and played oh, 45 right. yeah. minutes and, and then yeah, didn't, again. Still, and then it didn't, didn't really happen, yeah. did it? No, it didn't happen from there. So, But, but I'd say at the, at the start of... Um, pre-season we probably were all in agreement that and Darbo was never gonna never gonna play for Ipswich Town now yeah although I think you make a good point that he, he probably should be going out on loan Dave is there now a hope that he has a chance of going out on loan and actually coming back and you and you would think that in, in, in a similar in a similar vein to Wolfenden you know you go out you go out to a you know a, a you know a, a, I call it a conference but national you know national league Premier I think side. you'd have league clubs looking at it. Or, or yeah, no, or, or, or right, or, yeah. or a league, or a league two side like Wolfenden did at Swindon, and can only, you know, can only be be good for the boy. You know, just toughen them up, toughen them up. But if if, you, if you're a teenager and you can go and play in the football league 
as a centre half, yeah, then you carry yourself. Yeah, then you, then you've then you've got a lot going for you because yeah. not many teenagers can do that. So, no. fingers crossed that he can. And he's physically pretty strong, and he Joe. He's quite yeah, he's, he's, well, he's well built. He's he's got all the attributes, but I think the problem is he came across as a midfielder, so he's sort of adapted from midfield to centre back. That sometimes he might get a bit tight to defenders. He to to the sort of to his opposite man, and he sometimes still has that midfielder's brain in his head, which is understandable. But the other two lads, the other two lads over at Dagenham, aren't they? Um, Clements and one of the Browns. Kai Brown, yeah. Bailey Clements and Kai Brown have gone to Dagenham. Yeah. Okay. Similar sort of move, maybe. 3-0 to the the Tractor Boys. We're in the second round of the Carabao Cup Uh, and there were some some big teams have already been knocked out and Norwich. Name Um, on the trophy. Name on the trophy, yeah. (laughs) Norwich, of course. Knocked out by um, fellow championship outfit Luton Norwich, sporting a a nice blue kit in tribute to our UEFA Cup win forty years ago. Um, I don't know if you saw that; it just didn't look right seeing Norwich didn't, wearing didn't, blue. Didn't sit well, did it? Didn't sit well. Another eye-catching re- result for me was um, thinking of what happened last weekend: was Cambridge winning at Birmingham. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. yeah there was so, some, some strange results, wasn't oh, there? Some, some real, uh, yeah, real, real yeah. loved ones. But yeah, Fulham next up for us. So not much to complain about after this one, but still plenty to discuss as always. Lots of uh, twisted questions. Um, and as it's his birthday, we'll start with Ips Rich. Happy birthday, Rich. Happy um, birthday, mate. He asked a very similar question to Chris Nunn, just variations of the same question, really. So Rich asks, and I'll go to you, Dave, to start. If the selection policy is now make the shirt yours, does anyone justify dropping for Wigan? Um, and Chris Nunn asked, does Downs come straight back in 
or does the earn your shirt mantra apply with Dazelle Bishop and Nolan staying in the midfield three? Yeah, if if they're fit, I would expect to see them starting with potentially next weekend Downs on the bench, I would have thought. So in a way, have have the likes of Downs already made the shirt theirs? And even if they do miss the game, the shirt is still theirs when they come no, I back. Think, uh, is that uh, how it works? No, no, I, I don't think so. I, I'd, I'd start, I, I don't see any, have an issue starting next weekend with Dizelle, Bishop and, and Nolan again. With Downs, yes, coming back into the squad, but starting on the, um, you know, starting on the bench. I'd, I'd put him straight back in the team personally I think sort of the two downs of Vincent Young they were the two shining lights of last season and I think for those two they've they've got their shirts already pers- personally but that's if, if they don't come back and I'm not going to so do, you, do you think that's how that works then Joe it's not necessarily play and keep your place if you play well it's I think it's, it's hard for one game but best if, if for example if Downs misses eight games through injury and someone comes in for eight games and plays well then yeah he's got to Try and get his place back, but when mm. it's just one. Do you think game, he'll come back? He'll he'll straight be straight back in for Nolan then, Joe. I'd imagine so. Yeah, and that's a nice midfield three, isn't it? We yeah, I mean, we we'd love to see it. I mean, yeah, week, it, is, it? it is, it is, yeah. yeah. Although we might not Lambert... get too many chances to see it. So. <laughs> no. no, although I think Lambert particularly like seems to like Nolan, but yeah, we'll see. Mm. Um. Mullet asks, did the empty stadium remove the pressure on the players today? Um, he said that we haven't looked that contented on the ball and across the front line for a couple of years. Joe? Yeah, possibly. I, no, we don't know, do we? These, these players are all under pressure. These have, like I say, they see the, the quality in the rest of the squad, so they know they've got, to, they've got to play well to keep their place in the team. So I think it's easy to say that, but I, I personally wouldn't. So that it's still a professional game, it's still a competitive game, and it might it might help sometimes the passing out from the back, but it wasn't. We didn't overplay that so much yesterday, like we had done a couple of times in preseason. I think you're right. Where it does, you know, if if you are adopting this adopting this style of play where you are passing out from the back, I mean that is where if you've got a crowd there, you know, close to the touchline and stuff, a couple of passes go astray, and it's not any one individual getting you know, getting the stick is the crowd's general, you know, the general sigh, you can see it round the ground, you know, so I kind of miss that sound in a way. Well, you know what I mean? From that point of view, it's the Suffolk sigh. Yeah. Yeah, The Suffolk sigh. Boy, the Suffolk, boy. But um, from that, so from that point of view, it must be slightly easier, but yeah, as Joe said, it is a professional game. They're professional players. They just, you know, they just really get on with it. Mm. Uh, Cornish Mariner asks, is there any provision in the squad limit to bring in an emergency loan or a free agent? Um, he, he says that we are rapidly running out of fullbacks. So especially as, yeah, we didn't mention that Chambers limped off. Yeah, that um, was, um, and I think Lambert said afterwards, not sure whether that was either, did he say hamstring, well, concern or cramp, obviously not a concern, but yeah, if that's mm-hmm. a hamstring strain and also, you know, at 34, 35, that's not good, is it? So, yeah, you'd think there perhaps is a is a is a is a gap for a for a, a emergency loanee or a, or a free agent out there. I mean, so we don't do, know. I mean, for, you, you know, Vincent you again, run? Vincent Young. What are we are we looking at? Joe, realistically, next weekend? Do, they, do we think? We don't. We don't hear a lot, but it sounds no. as though it sounds as though it should be next weekend. But the card, yeah. the club do keep their cards close to their chest on it. Yeah, yeah. we've been scorned by uh, Vincent Young already, though, haven't we? With Oh, he's back next week, and then yeah. it was—he's having more groin surgery with Ipswich's doctor Nick. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Andrew at Run Fat Boy Run um, thinks that Ward and Sears linked up really well down the left hand side. Um, they, uh, I can't remember whose turn it is now. It's me. <laughs> I'll go to you, Joe. Um, do you see Freddie starting ahead of Guion Edwards? Um, and Andrew also says, I agree with Joe's tweet. I think people have forgotten how good Sears was when Lambert first came in. Yeah, this this was a tweet I put out yesterday after Freddie scored his second goal. Basically, because it seems like a lot of people are writing him off as a, oh, he's 30, he's done. He didn't do anything last season and we've got too many players. He's one I'd get rid of. But when, when Lambert first came in, I haven't got the stats to hand, but he played in that left-hand role off the striker, Jordan Roberts up front. And I think he, he scored at Reading. He scored two at home to Bristol City. And I, th- I think he scored about five goals in seven or eight games. And then, yeah. and then we sort of went away from the four, three, three, and he ended up doing his cruciate Norwich. And, but that was in sort of late February. And he, he got, he got back last year, sort of in December time, really. But, Really, that's a year injury. And he, he never really got a chance to get back going again. Hmm. Sort of scored at Blackpool, I think, and just 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 went a sort Did of a little bit. A little, little bit overweight, didn't he? Yeah, he just season. looked like he was carrying a bit. He didn't didn't quite have the pace, but he's come back and he's looked sharp. Yeah, he was fit. And like I say, he's, he's a clever, clever player. And I know his two goals yesterday looked quite easy finishes, but you see when Toto puts that ball into Drynan. As a left mid left winger, he's effectively on that far touchline. The camera's on show, but he's he's got to be smart, sharp to get off that touchline to get all the way across when Dryner goes. To like, if you score easy tappings as a striker, that's that's a sign of good movement, good positioning, being ahead of the game, being ahead of your marker, and getting in there. And he did that twice yesterday. He did that against West Ham in pre-season as well. And I think he's a player that if he if he can stay fit, I'd I'd put him as our almost our biggest goal threat. Oh, he's a fifteen goal, fifteen goals in Sears easily. Would, I'd say. Would, would you both agree that it would be foolish to play him anywhere else? I don't think you can play him anywhere else. Yeah, you can't play him through the middle in in that formation because you do need to have a physical presence. And his game is getting in behind and making clever runs. It, it's not Plays coming off deep. His shoulder. Yeah, it, and he he is very disciplined at at defending his position. But it, like I said, the only weakness I'd say in his game is in that four-three-three. You do want your sort of wide players to be able to carry the ball 50, 60 yards up the pitch to turn defence into attack, which isn't really his game. So, but I think if if you want goals from from a wide wide forward, I don't think there's anyone in the squad that's going to score you as many as he will, unless Lancaster hits a hot streak. Yeah, he's all he's all he's very much right-footed, so he's always he's always going to come in off that left side. Is he's never gonna you know he's never gonna knock the ball knock the ball onto his left foot and take a you know take a fullback on outside. He's always going to come inside, but he's clever enough to do that, isn't he? Mm. And um, who asked the question? Yeah, it was. Um... Andrew mentioned the the link up with with Ward as well. Yes. Um, does having that solid defensive left back give him a little bit more freedom to play higher up the pitch and maybe do less of the defensive work as well? Yeah, possibly. And also Ward was getting got past him a number of times. Like yeah. Dave mm-hmm. mentioned, Dazelle's pass earlier on to Ward. That's Ward's getting round passes, and those two had a, had a good understanding already because they're both. They're both good players. They're both clever footballers. Yeah, they're both the wrong side of 30 now. But ultimately, as long as you don't have too many of those over 30s in the team, like if you've, if you've got eight or nine of them, then it's a problem. But when you've got two or three of them, they give you the experience. They give you the now. They give you the know-how that helps you win games. Absolutely. Um, Ips, the Ipswich Bean and Harry Butcher have effectively asked us the same thing. 
um, New Dawn or More False Hope, um, or in Harry's words, is this the start of a really positive season, or is it just blind optimism? Oh, you'd like you'd like to think so, but let's not get carried away by the by the game yesterday. I mean, I'm not sure. I th- although I think, you know, reading between the lines, you're looking at. I think Bristol Rovers um, had a half decent side out by their by 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 what they scored. Obviously, they lost a they lost um, Harris in the week, didn't they? He he left in the week. So they were very. I thought they were a bit light from what I saw of that. Quite lightweight up front, but um, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, let's, look, don't get carried away. Let's let's well, let's see what happens against Wigan next week. And again, if 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 Wigan can put out a team at this rate, my God, this could be similar to Bolton last season, couldn't it? Mm. The rate the rate players are leaving there. So, yeah, let's hope let's hope. Look, if they if they can continue to play four three three, open, attractive, you know, nice football, then I don't think anyone can complain about that. But as it being a false dawn, or a, is it is it full of optimism? What I will what I will ask though is how many times did we play that well against League One opposition at home last season? No, we didn't. No, you can count it on really one yeah. end. Really, I'm I think if we, if we scored an early goal, Burton, we tended maybe. to be fine, didn't we? Like Burton, Acre, yeah, yeah. Tranmere, Shrewsbury. We played all right. Didn't we score too early? The, the Shrewsbury game, it was quite. It was quite late. No, it wasn't. Wasn't, it? It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the game I saw Ben at half time, and we're two 0 yeah. up, and he was scratching his head saying, "Yeah, you're right. Actually, Burton yeah. was certainly yeah. one, but." So that could be a way of um, phrasing that question. Um, how satisfied would Benjamin Bloom have been watching that game yesterday? I think they'd like that. Yeah. He'd like have seen play, the yeah. patterns of yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, I think they'd like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, but yeah. We do, it, it was a League Cup game. It wasn't a yeah. League game. And for, for whatever reason, they the League Cup games don't tend to give you much clue as to what's going to happen for the rest got, of the season. We've we got Good them coming bad. up. What, we've got them coming up quite soon, haven't we? We play them again fairly soon in September, before the end of September, I think. Okay. So we'll see. We've got that card marked now. Mark Beck um, says, what a difference a week makes, gentlemen. A stress-relieving victory after a very negative pre-season on and off the pitch. A lot of work still to be done, but a positive first baby step. And as for the question, looking at the fixtures, I'll come to you, Joe. Where does Town's first big test arrive? I, I don't have them in front of me, but I think we have quite an easy with eight or, first eight or nine games are quite, and then and then is it like got, Charlton? We've got Charlton home. I, I saw that question. We've got Charlton home, tenth of October. I think we have got Charlton, Peterborough, and Sunderland in quite close, sort of quite close to each other. That though that three is going to be the the big big test, isn't yeah. it? If if we're not flying at that point, then we're in trouble because. We have got an easy start. We've got Wigan probably at the best possible time to get them. They're signing three new players every day at the moment and just losing losing players hand over fist. But I think we've got a sort of little run of sort of Charlton, Peterborough, Sunderland. And we either need to be in contention at that point or we'll probably have a new manager or yeah. we'll sort yeah. of see see how things sit at that point. Yeah, Charlton on the 10th of October, I think I'd say was the first proper, proper test. Oh, actually, any- yeah. Actually, I think actually what it is, we've, we've got Charlton who are quite a sort of tough game, but that's our yeah. only tough game out of the first, what, one, two, three, four, that five, six, Doncaster, seven, eight. Doncaster, Lincoln. Out of the first sort of know, 10 games, then we go to yeah, Sunderland. They're up to the end of October, really. Sunderland, Blackpool, Shrewsbury, Hull, Oxford, Plymouth, Portsmouth. That, that second, that the first November, 10 is quite easy, and then the November, second 10 is I, difficult, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I think, think I know the answer to this one from Dave. Uh, from Joe even, so I'll go to Dave for this one. Um, 
Dave Gore asks, in this system, granted this is only one Carabao Cup game and a couple of pre-season matches, but is Drynan better suited to the centre-forward role than Jackson in the 4-3-3? I think we've answered it, haven't we? I think he, he probably is. Yeah, he probably is. And I think someone also, I think, oh, maybe I'm preempting a question here. I'm sure I saw another question about a um, bit of a worry that, you know, we've perhaps got a... Um, uh, a massive, you know, a massive two bigger squad, and there's no bids coming in for anybody else than down. Sorry, I preempted something there. Mm. But no, I no, think, let, let's let's go into that. Yeah, one. I think if anyone, you know, you'd think out of all those, if anyone is likely to leave, it it's likely to be Jackson, because as Joe said, let's face it, he's probably not gonna not gonna accept his his new contract. So, um, yeah, you'd think it would be it would be Jackson, and yeah, Drynin's like like we said earlier, has given uh, has given the the manager food for thought, really. Yeah. Uh, Steve Jackson has a, a similar question. Um, both Drynan and Hawkins look capable of playing in the centre-forward position in 4-3-3. Um, we've answered on Jackson. Where does Norwood fit into the team when fit? Well, I think he's your, he's your main man up front in the middle, isn't still, he? Still, still the main man for both of you? If, if he's if he's fit and firing, he is. Because he's, he he's gets got around the shirt now, hasn't he? It's a question his fitness, though, Joe, isn't it? He's just, yeah. just don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's face it. Last season, and it, and it was his birthday this I weekend, mean, so I'm sure he was well fed, <laughs> <and> well oiled. <laughs> I mean, when you think some of the routine, I mean, he's, he scored. Look, how many goals did he finish with last season? Thirteen, eleven yeah, figures. Eleven, yeah. eleven. I mean, he missed a lot of chart. I mean, getting in those positions. He gets, he gets when, them, we're, yes. when we're on the great run, you know, that first, you know, one eight drew three till the Accrington game. He could have easily had another five or six. I mean. Clear cut chances. Yeah. So, but then you know, no one only... else seems to create those chances. So, no, 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 no. I it agree. must be because he's because he either has a well, movement easy. or he creates them himself. That, so, I'd, yeah. So, I, I think he, if we want to have a good season, I think Norwood's going to play an important part of no, it. I agree. A fit mm. Norwood. And is and is Drynan the the cup option and the third choice centre forward in that case? You can't see him playing anywhere else. I wouldn't have thought so. No. No, 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 I wouldn't no. say so. Useful, you know, but he's given himself game time now, first team game time, and um, yeah, you'd think uh, yeah, a useful option off the bench as well. Okay, and uh, one final question. I'll go to you both. Was there a Chambers fist pump at the end? This is from Jim Robbins. <laughs> Do they still happen if there are no fans there to see it? Who's he, who's he like pumped? It's like he a tree pumping? falling in the woods, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, answer then. <laughs> um, I think they might have been retired, the Chambers fist pumps, I've, I've heard on the grapevine. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There's a definitive answer there, right there. Is it because it... when he doesn't play particularly well, um, <laughs> people are criticising him for I think oh, we just all he does? Is, is it because there was no We've done enough house. games, have we, lately? Pumps have dried it up. Bit, becomes a bit ironic. Mm. <laughs> oh, so, dear. next up for Ipswich uh, is Arsenal under 21s in the EFL trophy. Uh, we're expecting a young team for that one, Joe. Sure, we've uh, got time. You can both talk me through who you'd like to see in this game. Well, I'd, what I'd do is I'd, I'd work backwards, effectively. I'd, I'd pick an 11 that I plan to start the Wigan game with, and then I would mark those as not available for the game to okay. start, and then pick pick 11 players from there. So I think you could end up with a team. To, obviously, we don't know the injury status of everyone, but you could end up with a team with Cornell in goal, yeah. Danassian at right back, Wilson and, well, giving Darber a game at centre back. I don't, I don't think Kenlock's fit. Maybe Tommy Smith gets a Tommy game Smith, at left back. Yeah. 
mid midfield three of Emir Hughes, Cole Skews, um, I don't, I don't, Idris Elmazuni, Brett, Brett McGavin in there. Yeah, yeah. Idris Elmazuni on on the flanks. Jack Lancaster, Gwion Edwards. Ollie Hawkins or James Norwood up front or it's Aaron Dreining. It's, 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 it's not bad, is it? I stayed stirring over there. Kate and Jackson could it's fairly decent, play up there. Christ. I said, we, we don't know. Like I said, we don't know the exact injury status of players, so it's difficult. But you could get an eleven. You could get eleven players out there that have I'd probably eight of them have got at least fifty games at this level and, under their and belt. And Dave, do you, do you think that Lambert will approach it like that, or or are you? I, I think I think Joe's probably right. Yeah. I think I think probably Joe's probably right there. I mean, and look, it's, an, it's quite an experienced, useful, useful side, really. Tell me, I, I didn't notice yesterday. It was Hughes on the bench yesterday. He was on the bench yesterday, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. But like I said, yeah. there, there is just a... We've, we've got a big squad and you've got a lot of players, like I say, your David Cornells, your... Well, Danashians actually play a lot of minutes, but your James Wilsons, your Indabas, that haven't got a huge amount of minutes under their... They haven't got 90 minutes under their belt in pre-season. And if tomorrow can, or Tuesday can be used as a chance to get that then brilliant we've got an under 23s game at lower stuff that night so i'd, I'd imagine well, well. it's it's not going to be a t- sort of a total youth team or a sort of players that just won't even be in the 18 but i think it'll be a further pre-season friendly and hopefully so because we'll, we'll have a good side that out that way yeah absolutely but, and it should should be a good one to watch would that will that be five pounds do you think? I think, be be 10, I think it might be ten again. I don't know. I'd be I interested see, in who's in the Arsenal. It's slightly team. cheaper than the league games. I think the trophy. Season. I think the trophy games were, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. But, that, but Arsenal, one of their under twenty-one centre back is Harry Clark, who oh, I don't yeah. know if fans remember back the the Barcelona goal that our under fourteen scored that went viral on YouTube. Yeah, he he was the player that had the finishing touch to that goal, and he's oh. now a so Arsenal under nice. twenty-one centre back. So he he may be there. Wow. We got about a hundred thousand pound transfer fee when he left at fifteen, and his elder brother George was a scholar as well. And did you ever keep tabs on that Ben Knight? Yeah, he, I, I don't think he's—I don't think he's progressed as well as was hoped last year. Did, I think the, didn't he play in the um, the Asia EFL trophy, trophy last year? Oh, yeah, he played yeah. in the Asia trophy last year, yeah. and also in the EFL trophy he played. But I, I think the, the problem is that it's just stacked with competition up there. Mm. It's like, like the quality is just unbelievable. You've got. You think he's well, very similar, national and quite a similar player to Foden, really. I yeah, guess. That, that's a good that's comparison, really. player, isn't it? And yeah, at one point, I've, I'd heard from sort of friends of friends that he was rated as higher than Foden at the age he was at when he went in there. But it, it does seem like he's regressed a bit in the last year, or not progressed yeah. as expected. But yeah. you're going to have ups and downs up there. It's what I remember about him. I saw him a couple of times. He was tiny, so you'd think he's whether he hasn't grown or filled out quite yet I just don't know but he was certainly a t- bloody talent and then sometimes yeah. if, if you do grow it causes you other problems yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Sort of losing your sort of coordination almost yeah yeah that happened to me and I never never got it back <laughs> <laughs> oh I've seen you I've seen your free kick technique Mikey I'm shapes. Disagree. totally disagree <laughs> the shapes you make certainly that penalty I saw wow <laughs> Suarez shape <laughs> Great stuff. So um, we'll be hosting, um, not not me, it will be probably be Benjamin Bloom. We'll be hosting a midweek stream on our YouTube channel um, to talk about that game um, either on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Obviously, we're still, like we're old hat with this podcasting business and we're finding our feet with the live YouTube streaming. So any feedback that you have, positive or negative, please, please do um, share it, but in a in a nice way, of course. 
Um, any last words from you both before we before we yeah, shoot off? Can I just have a quick plug? Um, it's a um, my old mate Andy Button, old Ipswich mate of mine. He now lives up in Dundee. Actually, um, hasn't been that well. Bless him. Hasn't been that well. Bless, bless him. But he's an absolute walking, talking football and speedway encyclopedia. He's unbelievable, oh, and he's fantastic. been putting out on Facebook recently. Um, Hang on, let me get this right. British and world football picture quizzes, mostly 70s and 80s, so right up my street. But <laughs> I said I would, um, I said I'd just give that a plug, uh, a plug for him. So yeah, it's and worth where looking was, out. Where, for. Where's that again, Dave? It's on, on Facebook. Facebook. It's called 70s. So it's called it's called British and world, um, yeah, British and world football picture quiz. It's called it's my Andy Button and his son. I think it's on. I've not seen it on Twitter. It's on. He puts them out on Facebook. Um, like I said, mostly 70s and 80s stuff, mm. but. Um, I said that I'd give that a plug for him. Yeah, for some pretty obscure stuff, but yeah, some good stuff on there. Awesome. And uh, Joe, are you uh, watching the youngsters at any point this week? No, because Tuesday I'll, I'll watch the Arsenal game. But they've, they've had a good few games lately. That the under 18s beat Tottenham 4-2 Saturday oh. morning, and the under 23s beat Braintree 5-3 on I three. Yeah, and uh, they beat. They won at Felix Stone Walton in, when, when you were in attendance as well, did they not? Yeah, three 0 They beat one. And one at Felix and Walton, and that was almost a reserves under twenty three side there. So I'll say that they've had a they've had a good good pre season between them both. And Felix though first team pretty much, you know. Or I I, I don't to be honest. Okay. But I, from what it, it was, looked like, it yeah, looked it like was a stri- it was a full strength uh, Felix oh, Stone Walton team. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about um, your mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right on Miles cue. Powder, said, Miles Powell said, your mate right on cue, and he said, "Yeah, he's just he's just arguing with a ref. Yeah, he's just started a fight." <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. So um, there's, there's still no fixtures released for the under 18s and under 23s as yet. So hopefully they'll they'll come out soon, and we can actually sort of start pointing people towards their games to hopefully go along and watch them. Yeah. Okay. And just before we go. Um, flagship show I'm I'm sh- I'm sure you'll both be there next Monday um I think Rich might be hosting uh, sorry next Sunday it will be out on next Monday um Rich will be hosting what are you hoping you'll be talking about next Monday next Sunday even <laughs> another another performance like we had yesterday another yeah, comfortable home another, win another comfortable another, victory yeah another side that maybe leaves a few more questions and answers with regards to the quality that you're up against, but you can only be what's in front of you. And we want to have a good win against a sort of a club that's in disarray. Mm. <laughs> and Dave, you want to talk about how good Kane Vincent Young is? Well, yeah, we can talk about how good Kane Vincent Young is. Let's just hope we see him next, yeah. um, next weekend, for goodness sake. Yeah. And, you know, and, and get a run of games under his belt and put all this, these sort of injury concerns, obviously behind him, really. And talking about Flynn Downs' new contract. Yes. <laughs> Great with stuff. us, with Ipswich. And still Lambert out, Joe? Uh, well, at, at the moment, I think he's got a hell of a lot to prove. And I I, I would have a very short leash on him this season. I, I think as soon as it starts to slide this year, we, we can't take the risk of giving him the chance to turn it back around because he's shown over the last two seasons that he can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. We're all in agreement. Uh, it's time to go. Good night and wish for whatever you like. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.